to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms, including Twitch and Clovercrest Media on all social media platforms. So subscribe, comment, share, like. Like I said, part one of the show, Super Bowl 55 show, I should say, was yesterday. So if you didn't get to check it out, you can check it out. But I think you want to talk about today. Because yesterday we talked about starting it off. We started getting to the conversation of quarterback, great matchup. We talked about that. But plain and simple, there are so many great storylines in this game. But there's only one main storyline. And it's the GOAT. Yes, Tom Brady versus the baby GOAT. Yes, that is Patrick Mahomes. We ain't going to call him the GOAT yet. This is GOAT versus the baby GOAT. You have the past. You can hell, you can even say the present because we don't know when Tom Brady's leaving. He says he can play for another two, three years. I believe it. I believe it. if that man wanted to play until 50, he could play. And don't think it's crazy because that man looks like he's 20 years old. And then you got the future. One of the biggest stars in all the sports, Patrick Mahomes, the big contract this year, a Kansas City Chief for life. And he is back in the Super Bowl again, going for some, for some very rare, a team trying to repeat. The first since, oh, yeah, yeah. that guy, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, back in Tampa against the Philadelphia Eagles. But here it is. There, Like I said, there's so many storylines in this game, the matchups, the players, the talent, the coaches. You have Andy Reid as well going for possibly number two. This time last year we were saying, is Andy Reid ever going to win? And now we're talking about where would Andy Reid rank up? But like I said, this is where it starts. It's Brady versus Mahomes. We get to see it for the greatest championship in all of sports. The Super Bowl, everybody's going to be watching this game. Plain and simple, these are the two faces of the NFL. I know you have Lamar Jackson, you have other names, Aaron Rodgers, but these are the two guys that have been leading the NFL and are going to be leading the NFL for the next 20 years as well. So you look at this, plain and simple, Brady versus Mahomes. You guys can chime in whenever you want. I know that, Joe, I'm trying to, by the end of this show, Joe, I need to get your level of excitement from a six to at least an eight. But now Ted's giving me a damper because, Ted, there could be some precipitation happening in Tampa, which could really change up this whole game. But no. I, don't think you know, I, I did tell you that it's going to rain, but I, I, I said to you before, I don't think it will affect either quarterback. No. Mahomes plays great in the weather, doesn't affect him, and we know what Brady does in the weather. It, he almost focuses even more so and gets better as the weather gets worse. You, Trev, you said, what should we start with? I said, start with the basics. This is what it's about. It's it's the two quarterbacks. It always is about the quarterbacks. That's what we talk about all year round when we're talking about the Giants, when we're talking about these other teams. You're talking about the two best quarterbacks right now. You're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. There's no argument. And listen, Joe, I was telling – I don't. you'll see a piece. Uh, maybe I'll find it on ESPN. There was, it was about father time. Tiger Woods said, you know, the only thing that – I can't beat his father time. And they were showing videos like Babe Ruth, Will Garrick, Hank Aaron. Father time always wins. Brady seems to be the only one that we've seen so far, maybe other than LeBron James, even though he's younger, that has so far defeated father time. And it's remarkable. And I'm watching the video. It, 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 there was an excitement, but there was also like teary-eyed because you're like, 
it's remarkable what he's done. And I told Trev, I said, when I was making lunch before we were even doing it, I said, I have found a new fond respect for Tom Brady. I really have. Now, maybe it's because he plays for the Bucs and he doesn't play for New England and there's not that Boston-New York rivalry, but I really do have such a, a fond respect of what this guy represents. I mean, if you really want a true professional, he's what it's all about. I mean, for him to tell his family, hey, listen, you guys got to beat it for 12 days. You know, not that his house is 1,500, you know, 5,500 square feet with 12 bedrooms and six bathrooms and whatnot. Like, there's not enough space. He said, get out of the house. So to think about what he represents, I mean, avocado ice cream, health, 43 years old, looks great, throws the ball. Absolutely disgusting, by the way. And then you look at Mahomes. I mean, we talked about this a couple years ago, Trevor, when we were doing a show Mm -hmm. about Aaron Rodgers. And we always talked about, is he the most talented quarterback we've ever seen? Is he the even though he doesn't have the rings that Brady is. I think when we look at Mahomes, he has all the attributes to be the greatest quarterback of all time. I'll say this, though. If he's going to be in that consideration, in that same category, it starts his Sunday with beating Brady. He has to beat Brady because then Brady would have the record. Well, he would have the advantage three to two over him. He would have beaten him in an AFC championship game and would have beaten him in the most important game, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably never play again unless they meet in the Super Bowl again next year, which could really ha- could could happen again because these teams are are not going anywhere. So Yo. it starts this Sunday, and we will find out who is the greatest quarterback of all time when it matters most in the biggest games because this is where legends are made. Like the Sandlot said, this is where legends may- are made in the Super Bowl. How do you feel about this matchup, Joe? Specifically, well, a couple- you guys couple things. Number one, I don't know if you know this or not, but this is literally the longest streak in NFL history without a repeat winner. This this predates the Super Bowl. This goes back to the NFL championships from the very beginning. Never gone this long without a repeat champion, which certainly favors Kansas City in this matchup. Um, speaking on Tom Brady, um, there's 26 quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. 15 of them were already inducted into the Hall of Fame by age 43. I mean, this guy is on another level. I mean, you know, look, I don't love Tom Brady. I I never have loved Tom Brady, but how do you not respect the greatest player of all time? And he simply is that. And at 43, does he have limitations? Of course he does. He's not the same guy he was three years ago, Mm -hmm. let alone 10 or 15 years ago. He so, might be better, though. He, yeah, Joe, well, he might be better. He, he, Joe, doesn't I, he I, look like it? Yes. He, listen, you know, there, there, there's, there's, something, there's something to be spoken about experience. And, you know, look, everybody knows the guy doesn't like to be under pressure, but he's made who it does? work. He's still, yeah, right, who does? He's made it work for a really long time. I saw an interesting stat. I think you sent it to me. Um, quarterback rating, Pat Mahomes, is and it was better is one Pat of the Mahomes big... under pressure, and then it was everybody else in football. It's crazy. It's uh, it, it certainly is. Look, this guy's on another level, but let's tap the brakes just a little bit. This isn't the greatest Super Bowl matchup of all time because you could crown this kid the baby, whatever you want to, whatever. He could be the baby. I don't know. What do you think, Joe? Baby, I, what? Baby I don't chicken know. Pollen, baby chicken pie. Hey, Joe, is this like the Lion King with Simba and his father, father Mufasa? Simba. Let's 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 go with your scenario for a minute. Let's say let's say Brady wins the game. 
Let's say Mahomes doesn't get back for three or four years. Maybe he wins another one. Maybe he wins a third before he's all said and done. We'll look back on this and be like, well, you know, Mahomes didn't really pan out. How great was that Super Bowl? It's easy to say it right now. I don't see the Chiefs going anywhere for a while. Listen, listen. After after Robert Griffin's first year in Washington, I'm sure nobody was like, "Oh man, we're." Pay-. You thought the future was bright. Things happen. No, Things happen. That's all I'm saying. It's it's extremely premature to suggest that after one Super Bowl, one Super Bowl victory, that this guy's and I, look right now the last three four. Years, I mean, he's on another level. Mm-hmm. He's on another level, but. After Sunday, he might still only have one Super Bowl championship. So, again, temper the expectations a tiny bit. I think, again, we can look back on this game in five years from now and be like, that was the greatest matchup that ever happened. I just can't I, – I can't possibly say that today. And you could you could do a lot of, 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 of explaining and give me – I just I, – today, I don't buy it. So let me get into this because I know everybody's infatuated with Patrick Mahomes and as he should, because he's been unbelievable since becoming the official guy for the Kansas city chief quarterback. But I want to really talk about Brady in this sense. And I'm not talking about NFL history because we already know Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. And that's not going to be overtaken unless like we just talked about Patrick Mahomes goes on a, 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 the craziest runs of all runs and passes him. Where would Tom Brady if he wins this Super Bowl, that'd be number seven. Where does his place in sports history among the all-time greats, where would you rank Tom Brady if he wins this Sunday? And I'm asking, I'll ask you, Ted, first, and then, Joe, you can you can finish off with that. I think in football, he, he, he's well, – no, I'm not talking about football. No, listen, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. I say in football, easily number one. And I, if he's not already there, you know, there could be some if questions. If he's not already there, who's the idiot? Because I still think, and I'll be and I'll be honest with you, I still think when people look at like Lawrence Taylor or Jim Brown, even though they don't have the Super Bowls to back up, they'll be like, they were the best football player of all time. You know what I mean? Because of their impact at their time. Brady's longevity is what makes his career remarkable. Mm-hmm. And, and, you t- and you take that one ACL injury in 2009, I mean, he's been pretty flawless and healthy for his most of his career. And that plays into a huge factor how great you are. But I'll put it this way. They did a little thing the other day. I put him in the top two or three of all time, if not the greatest athlete of all time. And we have to understand that when you say that, it's not about athletics, how high you jump, how fast you run, you know, where all those, you know, attributes. Because, listen, there's I'll take it from one of the shows I saw. There's probably a guy in the neighborhood that you knew that was, like, one of the best athletes ever that just never made it right? Because of certain things. There's guys that you've seen play sports that never made it. They were the greatest athletes. I mean, you think Michael Phelps, he's got what, 23 gold medals, but is is he better than him? I think, I think because of what, if Brady wins this, he will go down as, if not the best athlete. Would he he overtake Jordan? I think that's the main question because everybody likes to say Jordan's like the greatest. You would say Tiger, you, the guys that come to mind when I think of greatest athletes of all time are Jordan, you would think Michael Phelps, you think Tiger, you would think um, maybe Usain Bolt. Listen, if Brady wins this, it'd be Gretzky, 
LeBron James, I'm sorry, but LeBron James has to be considered in that category. Now, no one wants to say that because it's not a fair deal, but at the end of the day, you're going to look at that guy and he's going to have the same type of statistical things that Brady's going to have. He's going to have almost every statistical record to back up his thing. He's going to have, if not more NBA finals than anyone in the history of the NBA, he's going to have, if he doesn't win another one this year or again in another two or three years, because like Brady, he's probably going to play till 40. He's going to have he's going to have every number in the checkbox that you want as a professional. So LeBron, Jordan, Gretzky, Phelps. I think Brady's already overtaken Muhammad Ali because of the career that he's had and longevity. But I think Brady has to be considered, if not the greatest athlete of all time, because there's what are you going to say that he doesn't have? Hold on. Can I break that? I'm going to break because I saw this from and I took a picture of this. I want to break up TB12's career, Joe, and then I'll get to you in this. This is from 01 to 11, and then I'm going to get into 12 to 21, and what Tom Brady's stats and what he's been able to do in that time frame. So he's had – there it is. There's the picture. I wrote it down, but look at it. Three Super Bowls in each each decade. Five overall. Two Super Bowl MVPs. Look at the winning percentages. Look at the playoff wins, the division titles, the Pro Bowls, and he's looking to go for number four in this this decade. Just think about what he's been able to do, the consistency and – to him, for him to take care of himself in probably the toughest sport, maybe in all of the world in football, to, to the beating, the grind that it takes every to be 43 and to look like he's 20, like 23, he looks better than he did in his pro, uh, combine photo. You ever see his combine photo? He looks like he's 50 years old. This he looks like he's 40. He looks like he's 20 years old now. The way he takes care of himself, and that's why, that's why I said it the other day with. LeBron and Brady specifically, like, I'm not the biggest fan of either one of them. But if you don't respect or admire or even appreciate the greatness that they have brought to specifically at inter- that, see, that's another, that is a good point where Ali did change the world in the sense of his race and everything. But that has, that no, I don't think that has anything to do with being the greatest athlete. Because if not, Michael Jordan would be the greatest athlete because of what his shoe brand represents in the Michael Jordan, be like Mike and movies and everything else, because there's no, never been and never will be anything like the Jordan brand. I'm just saying with the way Brady has been able to stay consistent and to stay on the top consistent, not like middle of the tier. He, he's never fallen below, below the top five quarterbacks since becoming the official quarterback of the New England Patriots and now the Buccaneers. I think we all can agree he's been at that top tier for that long and to stay on the top for that long and that consistent and going for number seven to a team like LeBron, like we said, we always bash LeBron. Oh, well, he never went to the Western Conference. Well, he went to the Western Conference. Yeah, he got a little help from Anthony Davis, of course, because that's the NBA, but he won a title. Brady, well, he never won in the NFC. Well, look what Brady just did. Brady just went through the NFC, and the NFC was a tougher conference this year. He beat a Washington team that was led by a very good defense. And their defense line was nasty. I know they had quarterback issues, but he had to play on the road, beat them. Then he went against a team that kicked the crap out of him this entire season, went into their place and beat them. And then he beat the MVP, the guy, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and then beat him. What's the excuse now, Joseph? Um, Look, Tom Brady is the best football player of all time, probably. And – uh, you know, I think you would have a hard time telling somebody who lived during the '80s that it's that it's not Joe Montana or that it's it's not Lawrence Taylor. Again, you, we, I think this is part of the problem is is we try to who's number one, and I don't know if that's 
I don't know if it's fair to do it that way because That's I think we there's a handful of guys who are special. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to this sport, Tom's one of the the five most special guys to ever play this game. Mm-hmm. One of the most blessed careers you could ever have. Um, it's funny when you guys brought up uh, Muhammad Ali and I was thinking, you know, Max Smelling and Joe Lewis, you know, talking about things that changed culture or, or how about Jesse Owens at the 1936 Olympics winning the 100 in front of Hitler? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's transcendence to sports, transcendency to sports. I, I should say, you know, look at a guy like Jeter or, or a rod, everybody knows who they are. You know, I mean, Tom Brady, in addition to impregnating Bridget Moynihan, a pretty great actress, um, his wife is a supermodel. I mean, Tom Brady is known through maybe not in the same way that Muhammad Ali was, <laughs> but people, right? I mean, he's not changing the world, but he's been all around the world, and everybody well, when does it comes to know an athlete, who, though, you want you want stats to back up your thing, you want yeah. winning to back and up your thing. And and here's the thing: Gretzky never won a Stanley Cup after he left the Edmonton Oilers. As great as he was, he never won another Stanley Cup after he left Edmonton. So, you know, Jordan didn't win, a, yeah. didn't win a championship till his seventh year, and that was when Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen were on the team. So as great as Jordan was, he didn't do anything until Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen were there. Now, I'm not knocking, but Tom Brady did it from a young age, middle age, old age, and still age. And, and the reason why I say that is because if you think about other than LeBron James, other than his first two years, he's been at the conference championship or in the finals every single year. And it's not like he has a bad year. There's no bad year for LeBron. Look at his stats. It's literally 27, he's eight. He's going to go for another MVP this year. year. And he's in the NBA finals every other year. Mm-hmm. And we get annoyed with that. And the best thing I can relate to that is Nick Saban, Alabama. The consistency, domination, statistical. That's how I relate that as a great athlete. You did it from young age, you did it middle age, and you did it great age. You know, people say, what about Tyson? Yeah, he was great. But then once he got knocked out, what did Tyson do? He okay, didn't have the consistency. You know how history went. Will, in 1961, Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50 points and, and 25 23. rebounds a game. Yeah. And Mark. and because most of the people who watched Wilt are dead, we 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 you know we start at Dr. J and we work our way up to Jordan and LeBron and Kobe and and that's where the argument is. Again, it, it's so hard to play this game, but I, I think we can agree that you could take a, a handful of guys from every generation and say, well, those are the guys, and then you could pick one from there. I just it's it's not fair to compare what Tom Brady did to what Bradshaw did in the seventies to what Montana did in the eighties. It's just not fair. A different game, completely different game, well, different circumstances, different. different rules to the game. Yeah, really, the game's played quite differently. Working out, you know, Dad tells us when he was in high school, you know, they worked out, they climbed trees, they built four houses, you worked out in the backyard, you you did things. Now you got personalized trainer, nutritionist, specialist. I mean, you see, listen, and it speaks to the volume. And that's why I always say LeBron with Brady, because you think about it, they have their personal trainers, their masseuse, they have all these guys, they bring them on their plane with them. That's how much these guys are dedicated to their craft. You know what I mean? That's, that's what speaks volume to me, because you don't see the normal athlete do that. And that's, and it, it, it really, it makes me appreciate what they do because 
why are they so great consistently? I mean, yes, they have the talent. Yes, you have to have the God-given talent. But you also have to put the work in, and you have to be consistent. Why the guys great for a couple of years and then they fade out? Because they don't have the mental strength and capacity to do it over and over. Think about that. To do the same thing over and over, that's so hard. You know, in baseball, Don Sutton, it took a long time for him. Phil Necro, also Burt Blylevin, all eventually got into the Hall of Fame. Most of them made it into the Veterans Committee. Again, they were compilers. Like, they got to 300, but it's because they played 27 seasons, you know? Uh, And you could make that argument, right, in some guys. Tommy John, 288 wins, 27 seasons. Not in the Hall of Fame, never going to be. Uh, and, I mean, almost hit the magic number. So, again, you look at Tom, and, again, right, this isn't this isn't a compiler. This isn't a guy who won a bunch early and then finished his career. This is a guy who, like LeBron, you guys are exactly right. And, you know, again, the, the difference being LeBron's made sure that there were no losing seasons because when he saw one coming, he just left town, and he would go create something new. And kudos to him for, for going to three different places and making magic happen. That That's special, too. But what Tom did is, is, is what Jordan tried to do with Washington. It's what Montana tried to do with Kansas City. And none, none of those guys, as great as they all were, it's like what far, yeah. ever even got to the big game, mm-hmm. let alone won it. So, I mean, so you know, again, this is like another ball. chance for Tom Brady to show you how it's done. You want to go do a one-off at the end of your career for one more? This is how you do it. It gives Brady a reason to shut shut everybody up. Well, Joe, I also said this to Trev. I I told Trev, I said, this might be Brady's most remarkable and finest run of, of anyone's career because you have to think about this. He left the greatest coach of all time, an organization that he was used to winning. So he went from one conference to another. He went to a new team with new players, new coaching staff, new offense. Also had to face a pandemic, which means there was no offseason programs. There was no preseason. There was not the practice time. There was all these rules and regulations and guys missing games and practices. And you think about what he had to overcome this year, everything. And then to win three road games, to win in Washington, to beat Drew Brees, who after the Saints spanked them twice during the regular season, to go up to Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers and that team who we thought was the best team by far, and now to be able to be in the Super Bowl, it just speaks of what he represents and what he's done because adding all those factors, no one has ever faced anything like that. It's one thing to change team. He changed conferences, coaches, offenses, and no one's ever had to face the coronavirus. Well, let's get, let's, let's, um, let's get into this game. Let's talk about it. Because, as we said, this is the matchup of the baby go and what a win would do for Patrick Mahomes. We just got into that. And now we just talked about what a win would do for Tom Brady historically in a standpoint in the sense of how would he rank among all the all-time greats with a win. But let's get into the game now. There's a lot of matchups, great matchups in this game. There's hundreds of them, it seems like. We got the coaching. You got the the coordinators matchup. You got the offensive line versus the D-line. You got the receivers versus the corner from both teams. You got the quarterback versus quarterback. Let me start with you, Ted. The most important matchup, the biggest key matchup in Super Bowl 55 is? Chiefs offensive line versus that Tampa Bay front four. I mean, we've seen it before. Now, I will say this, though. The 49ers dominated that game for three and a half quarters last year. 
Nick Bosa would have probably been the Super Bowl MVP if it wasn't for Mahomes heroics. Yep. You got to be great for four quarters against this Chiefs offense. And and that's really going to speak volumes because we're Giant fans. We saw the Giants do it for four quarters against Tom Brady. You have to do it for four quarters because we saw, even with six seconds left in a halftime, if you're being lazy, he will get you. He will score a touchdown when you're not paying attention. So for me, it, it's very easily. Can the Chiefs, two backup offensive linemen, linemen at tackles, control Shaq Barrett and JPP, who are both playing at a Pro Bowl or Pro level? Because if they can't, the the Bucks with their offense and Brady and the mentality and the way they've been playing since they've lost that game and and they've been seven and five and they haven't lost since, will win this Super Bowl in their home stadium and they will be shooting cannons off left and right like they're stealing treasure. Joe. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like that. I, that would have been my first thought, Remmers and Wiley, uh, and how well they can hold up uh, against that insanely good uh, front four for Tampa Bay. But and Vita Vea comes back. Don't forget about the addition of Vita Vea. That's a huge addition for that Buccaneer defensive line. I have another one. It was my 1A, and I'll just make it my 1 now. But All right, Carlton, just the obvious one. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's the best of, one. That's the thing. To me, look, I think, I think not- the other really important one is Carlton Davis on Tyreek Hill. He's going to need some help over there, obviously. They're gonna have, if, yeah. he can, if he can shut down Tariq Hill, you're, you're, you're in business. If Tariq Hill goes off, forget about it. Game over. And we saw how it was in the first game. My matchup would be the linebacking crew against Travis, Travis Kelsey. I mean, Travis Kelsey is a nightmare to handle. That I was mean, my one C. That's your one Like, there's so many. That's the thing. There are so many great matchups in the Super Bowl that it is hard to pick. I know you said all was the obvious one. There's a lot of obvious ones. But Travis Kelsey, I wrote down a couple things for him. So since December 6th, and hell, I'll even go back. Since November 1st, this man has had only two games without a touchdown, and two games under 100 yards. The last time to do it was Atlanta, and he held him under 70 yards. So yeah. this man has been, and his lowest total receptions is seven. So this guy gets a lot of targets. He is all over the field. He is Patrick Mahomes' favorite weapon, yes, more than Tyreek Hill. I know Tyreek Hill is one play away from going five yards to an 80-yard touchdown, but Travis Kelsey, and I said this a long time ago, a man's best friend is not a dog. It's a man's be- a quarterback's best friend is a tight end. And I believe that with Patrick Mahomes better than anybody, he loves his tight end and he's got the best tight end and maybe one of the best weapons, if not the best weapon in all of football this year and historic season for Travis Kelsey and has emerged as one of the greatest tight ends of all time. That's how great t- Travis Kelsey has emerged. I mean, we talk about Rob Gronkowski and what he can do for t- what he did with Brady. And Aaron Hernandez, what a great tight end does. I mean, look at Hostel Bavaro, Eli. He's always had great tight He had Shockey, Boss. You got to have great tight ends nowadays. And you really saw it with Travis Kelsey. I know that people like to say that he's a t- tight end. I consider him more of like a receiver. Like he's like, he's, like, he's the fantasy po- uh, position of a flex. Literally the ultimate definition of Travis Kelsey should be a flex position because he plays tight end, but he's more of a receiver. And now, every time that man gets the ball, he makes big plays. So it's whether it's De- um, Devin White or um, Levante David, they're going to have their hands full with so, the best tight end in the game. So, so you I'm have to let 87 goes. So I'm glad you brought that up. So I was reading the post last night. So the, Devin, they had a big article on the linebackers. And speaking about 
Levante David's their longest veteran on the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's been there for almost 10 years. Nebraska. Great player. Remember, Trev, where do you play Nebraska. college football? Nebraska. Good job. Come on, man. Don't test me like that. Well, we do this all the time. Oh, so Devin White's in his second year from LSU and is the superstar that they, they thought they picked. And he didn't have the season they projected last year as a rookie, but this year he was phenomenal. Nine sacks, over 140 tackles, was all over the field, sideline to sideline. The Giants having him and uh, Blake Martinez together. So, and we wanted Devin White. We really liked him too. But, you know, we could also, we also like Quentin Nelson too. The reason why I wanted to interrupt you was in the post, Devin White said, so when they play man coverage, Levante David will be the man coverage guy against Kelsey, not Devin White. Devin White already said that. It will be Levante okay. David. He is better in zone cover and better in pass uh, pass coverage against Kelsey. But when they're in zone, they're going to they're gonna combo him like they would do in a matchup zone where when he's in his zone, they'll match him up. When he comes over, Devin White will take him. Because if you notice, Devin White is like their pass rusher, their linebacker. He's always yeah. blitzing, it seems like, at least four out of every five plays. So I just wanted to add that as a component where Levante, yeah, yeah. Played against Levante the David will be the matchup against – Travis Kelsey. But listen, Joe's right. Can Carlton Davis, and and it won't be him to slow him up. They're going to have to use the Bill Belichick scheme where you're going to have to double coverage. Because if you remember what Bill Belichick used to do was he takes Gilmore, their best corner, and put him on their number two, and then they would double Tyree Kill. They used to double. Have a safety, have a safety put over Gilmore the top. Kelsey, and then he would double their number two corner with the safety over the top on yeah. Tyree Kill, and then you let their third and fourth guys beat him. Beach was one of the games actually that Travis Kelsey did not have 100 yards. He had 82 yards for eight receptions. So they did play their part. I mean, we've been talking about the Chiefs, like all the matchups, how the Bucs are going to stop them. I mean, the Bucs have a really good offense too. Like we forget, like this team scored 30 points a game. They're led by Brady. They got Mike Evans. They got Chris Godwin. Maybe they'll have also Antonio Brown. We don't know if he's still, he's a, I don't know if he's a game time decision, but he is still dealing with that knee injury. You got Cameron Bright, you got Gronkowski. Fournette, like you said, Joe, Leonard Fournette has emerged as that Pro Bowl back when he was with Jacksonville. So that's a huge, and Ronald Jones. I know we've been evacuated with the Kansas City Chiefs offense for, for good reason, but this Buccaneers offense is no freaking slouch. And I know maybe it's because, oh, well, they got Patrick Mahomes. Well, they got Tom Brady. So what's the difference? This offense, Both of these offenses, if the weather holds up and we're hoping, this can be a shootout, guys. This can be in the 30s. I, I can see it, but I wouldn't be surprised because of the factor that that Tampa D line, and we were talking about before the show, man, and you, that was your biggest key. The thing that makes them so great, very similar to like the Giants of 07, they don't need to bring a lot of blitzes. You said Devin White likes to, comes in. He's usually the blitz guy. But they don't need to. They're so good. They're good enough and athletic enough with Shaq Barrett and JPP and with the addition of Vita Vea now coming back. They don't even need to bring all those guys. That's how good and talented this defensive line of the Buccaneers is. And with the, with the subtraction of Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, this is going to be a, a tough matchup for this offensive line of the Chiefs, Joe. Wouldn't you agree? I mean – they're that good, and it reminds you of the Giants of Giants defensive line of 07. Well, yeah, you know, so then the question becomes, though, based on the stat you had shared, is getting pressure on Mahomes good or bad? That is a good I mean, it's, it it's seems QBR. like if you, get, if you get pressure on him, he's more likely to actually make some things happen. So getting pressure is going to be – Oh, and I want to say detrimental. That would be stupid, but you're going to have to get to him. You're going to have to get on him. You're going to have to bring that guy down at times. 
Um, you're gonna have to force him to make bad throws because he'll stand there and and he'll and he'll throw the ball and take a hit. Now, Trevor, uh, is there a statistical thing about blitzing or just pressure? Because the reason why I say this was because a couple weeks ago they reported that when you blitz Mahomes, he's excellent. His QBR is two. But when you rush three or four and play seven or eight in coverage, that's where he struggles. That's where – not that he struggles. And I say struggle like he's probably still 70% and still phenomenal numbers. He's, he's like, yeah, he's like 73% when not pressured and 78. The next closest is Breeze at 77. But it doesn't so talk about – There's a difference between rushing – It's amazing. There's a difference between rushing four and, and dropping seven in coverage and getting pressure with four like, like Tampa Bay did against – the number one thing. I don't think Tampa needs to bring and Todd Bowles. That's one of the key matchups. Todd Bowles versus Eric Bieniemy. How is how is that that offensive scheme going to play against that defensive scheme? Whereas is Todd Bowles, he likes to blitz a lot. He likes to bring a lot of blitz packages. But with that defensive line so aggressive and so fast, does he really need to and let his linebackers play into coverage? Yeah, I, I would say so. I, let's, let's put it this way. If you watch the game carefully, take away that first quarter for the Chiefs where they ran up like 17 nothing. Yeah. Tampa Bay dominated the rest of that game. 27 Control in the fourth quarter where they possessed the ball for almost 10 minutes and Brady only had the ball for one time in that fourth quarter. We might have talked about the Bucs coming all the way back and winning that game after being down 17 nothing. So if you notice that they played a lot of man coverage and they brought, they brought the blitz on Mahomes and Mahomes and the Chiefs and Tyree Hill took advantage of that early. But Tyreek Hill's numbers after that, the game slowed down. The Bucs were listen. The Bucs as a team are the more talented team. They have the better defense. They have the and and I think overall they have the better offense. Now people would say, "Are you crazy?" They have the better offensive line, and especially now that they're healthy. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean that the Chiefs are not healthy. As good as Kelsey and Tyreek Hill is, look at the overall team of the Bucs. Godwin. Scotty Miller, if Antonio Brown plays, Cameron Bray, Gronk, they had the best offense line. Do you know Brady was pressured the least amount of any quarterback in the NFL this year? And then you have Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. I mean, think about that. And then you have Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's no slouch. This isn't Jimmy G. This isn't, that's what, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. You're not playing against Jimmy G. You're playing against the greatest quarterback, quarterback and the smartest guy of all time. There's not a thing that he hasn't seen so or before. Joe, do you well, think – let me ask this quick question, and, I'll, and you can ask it too because yesterday was the 12-year 12 12-year anniversary of Super Bowl 42. So does this game have similarities to that in the sense of you got that Tampa Bay great defensive line and, and, and a solid, solid defense overall? against that do dominant offense that it feels like nobody can stop. It was like that Patriots offense at the time. Do you feel like this is very similar in the sense of you have that great defense, but you have this great offense? And what we saw with that 12 years ago, we know the results. But does it have similarities to this type of game? Well, yeah. And, I mean, I, uh, again, everyone's been talking about it. There was a, a moment during the season where we started comparing this team of Giants to that team of Giants. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that thought was already fresh in people's minds. But, yeah, certainly. And, and I think the other thing that I, I think most people are ignoring is the fact that the Bucks have won seven in a row. Uh, haven't haven't lost since they lost that game to the Chiefs. It's a, a very different football team. It's a much better football team than it was then. This is a healthier football team. Like Teddy said, the more talented 
football team. Uh, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Rob Gronkowski, and Mike Evans all had at least 50 targets, 30 catches, and 480 yards receiving. I mean, that's what Tom Brady does. I mean, he spreads the ball all around. You know where the ball's going for Kansas City. Kelsey and, Hill, most of the majority of the right. time, it's Kelsey or Hill. And, and Andy Reid and the Chiefs use a lot more deception with their motions, their packages. The jet sweep, fake it, throw the sweep to Hartman. You know, they use more trickery within their offensive schemes than Tampa Bay does. So, no, Joe, go ahead if you want to build it off of that. Yeah, so I, I'm, I, I actually, I'm going to give you my first bold prediction of the Love afternoon. Um, you got I think one? You got Leonard, Leonard Fournette will be the MVP of this game. Wow, that's real bold. I like it, Joe. I like and, it. And the reason will be is he will run for over 100 yards. He will score at least one touchdown. Um, if he doesn't score a second touchdown, he'll have a big first down in this game late that will make it clear he was the MVP. I also – and and – you know, he doesn't have great hands. And and that was one of the things in Jacksonville that they hated, but he's done a lot better job coming out of the backfield. And, and again, again, how much of that is Tom Brady? You know what I mean? Putting the again, just putting the ball in the right yep. place and making you feel confident in what you're doing. Big difference when it's Blaine Gabbert throwing you a football than than well, when it's Tom well. Brady. Hey, Blake um, Gabbert's the backup. No, Blake, Blake Bortles, you met. No, here's the thing. You want to talk about Blake No, Matt. Blake uh, Gabbert, Gabbert was there before Bortles was. They, they've been loading up with Blake's there for a long time in, in Jacksonville. Joe, you're right, Joe, because I was just saying, he, Fournette had a multiple drops in that first quarter, if you remember, and when it was fourth and three and they went for it, who did he throw the ball to when it was Fournette? Right. Never mind. I was gonna say that. Never mind. Are you gonna say that too? Yeah, I was gonna say that too. He was the one that had the four to three catch before Scotty Miller had the big play before half. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up one. To be able to go back to him. I'm glad you brought up the running game because all we've been talking about the past couple weeks, and and this is not just us. This is sport like Fox Sports, ESPN, CBS. You know, the, you know the deal. It's the running game. I mean, the running game come up came up clutch for Kansas City last year with Damian Williams. We haven't even brought his name up because he was, he probably would to some, and I thought he was going to win Super Bowl MVP last year. But remember, he had multiple touchdowns in the game and he had the game clinching run to seal the deal for the touchdown against the 49ers. Now you have Le'Veon Bell, who has been almost non-existent in this entire, in this entire season since getting traded. Clyde Edward-Helaire has been battle injury. What do we expect from the running game for both teams? Because you have Fournette and you got Ronald Jones, who's been actually really good for Tampa Bay. And it sets up everything, the play action for Brady, and he loves that. The Chiefs don't really use the running game a lot, whereas they're going to need to in this type of game with this type of defense. So what do we expect from the running games from both teams? I expect what I saw all season. Just be, be consistent when they need to be. Second and two, get the first down, move on, let's go, next play. Third and one, get the – Let's let's get the first down and move on. You know, red zone. I, I gave you guys the stats before. Since the Chiefs and Mahomes has been the starting quarterback, since he's been the starting quarterback, there's 63% of their red zone opportunities scored to touchdowns. In the playoffs, it's 80%. So when they when they score, they score touchdowns. Now, they scored in multiple ways. Not every play is a touchdown pass. So they had to convert on key downs with the running game. And that and Joe said it before when we talked about Lamar and the Ravens, and I know we go back to the same things, but it makes sense. 
It's the same effect. If can, it works, it works, right? Can you convert a pass on third and four when you need to? We know the Chiefs can. We know the Bucks too. You believe and you have faith in them. If it's third and one and the Chiefs need to run the ball, however they run it, if it's a jet sweep, if it's a speed option with Mahomes, if it's a power run up the middle with the Damian Would you trust the, do you trust the Buccaneers running attack or do you trust the Chiefs running attack? More? I trust the Bucks, and I'll let Joe answer that. I trust the Bucks more so because they're more consistent. Yep. And I think it plays into what Brady wants to do, which is run the ball, play action like they did in New England, and then hit the deep throws with Evans and Antonio Brown. 100%. So the Chiefs use it more as like, hey, you have to be honest with us. You can't just play coverage all day with us because we will run the ball once in a while and 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 break your back. I think Joe would agree with that because he's a big four net guy, and I think he would agree with all of us, right? Yeah, a, a big time. I do. Um, you know, interesting enough, when's the last time there was a Super Bowl without a thousand yard rusher in it? Neither team had one this year. Joe, it's been a while though. I think the last where neither ni- where neither team had a thousand yard oh, rusher. Neither. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it there's there's not a thousand yard rusher uh, on either team. That that yeah, to me, one of the giant Super Bowls. Maybe the most no, recent. I know. I think it might have been Willie Parker for the. Uh, Steelers. Was it or it was it's, one, it's no, a rarity, no, but again, look. At the end of the day, to to me, it, it's it's. I think I think there's going to be a big moment where somebody needs to run. Yeah, there's somebody's going to need to run the football. Especially if it's I, I just to me, it seems like more likely Tampa Bay would be successful in that situation than Kansas City would be. You know, especially with the two tackles out. It's putting a lot of pressure on the interior. Uh, and again, not to say that Wiley and Remmers are bums because they're not, but you know, again, you're, you're going this, this is the best defense they will have faced this year. Plain and simple. This will be the best defense they've played this year. Uh, Teddy, I've, I've looked this through their schedule than it was the first matchup. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, my other bold prediction. Right now they're Can playing. I give you a second? Oh, he wants a second. Mike, I'm going to give you, you another do, bold hey, prediction. You can do one more thing then. Yeah, I can. You yeah, can I can. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, you know I'll work it in. You're I've got I've got um, Carlton Davis holding Tariq Hill scoreless and under 100 yards. Wow. That's another, okay. Joe, I like your bold predictions. I do. I respect well, that. That means he's getting double coverage all day then. Because oh, Carl- God, yeah. 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 All right. So, yes. I got one more question. He's not then- doing it by himself. That's <laughs> for sure. More, I got one more hey, question. Listen, and, and Trev, I will say this. I, I haven't heard anything, but having the two safeties back for the Tampa Bay Bucks will be huge in Whitehead and uh, Winfield Jr. Junior. Because yeah. they were both kind of hurt. Uh, Winfield didn't play in the NFC Championship. So they will both, you listen, you want to be as healthy as you possibly can. So having all your pieces will play a huge factor because you listen. If not, that's going to play a major role. There we go. We got one more question, and then we'll get into our predictions, Super Bowl MVPs, and score. And it's probably one of the most interesting questions in the history of Super Bowl history. And, Ted, you said this before. There's two minutes left in the game. Somebody's trailing. Who do you trust more, boys? I'll start with you, Ted. Do you do you trust TB12 or do you trust Patrick Mahomes? Trust Patrick Mahomes. I do trust, and, and it's really easy. It's Patrick Mahomes. His ability to improvise. You can, and, Joe. I don't want to listen to this nonsense. His, his ability to make plays with his arm and leg. Listen, it's an advantage. We saw last week when they brought quick pressure off the end with Green Bay. 
Brady took the ball and just threw it up in the air and fell backwards. And he and he told Mike Evans, why don't you look for the ball? Mahomes would pump fake that, run around the corner. He's able to extend plays with his legs. He will be close to 100% healthy with that extra bye week. And here's the other thing. I trust Chiefs guys catching the ball. Tampa Bay drops the ball way too many times. So as good as Brady is, you can put the ball in the right spot. If they don't catch it, who gives a hell? Who gives a hell? Who gives a hell? Yeah, gives a hell. You're right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's really where it comes down to. You could say, listen, Brady's got the better offensive line. He's been there before. Mahomes also did it last year in the Super Bowl. He, he did it when he was down every time in 2018 against Brady and kept scoring and scoring. And the only reason why he's not in the Super Bowl is third straight year because Brady won the coin toss off. The Chiefs would have got it and scored and won the game. And we'd be talking about a three-peat possible. And 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 it just comes down to that his ability to improvise and make plays with he's he's so great off script he might be better off script than he is on script if if people understand what I'm saying when the play breaks down he's a better player with Brady you know what it is it's one two three step throw it's strategic A B if you were drawing Brady would be a straight line Mahomes would be a squiggly line you just don't know when it's going to end and how the play is going like, to end. it's like John Madden when he's trying to do his little squiggly lines Boom. Boom. Remember John Madden used to do all that time all the time um you know, who listen, you would you take Brady or would you take Mahomes two minutes left in the game I would have expected Ted's answer to be your answer um you you say Mahomes Mahomes just did it last year. Tom Brady's been in five of the last seven Super Bowls. <laughs> I mean to to right. I mean to, to say like well Mahomes did it last year. Yeah, Tom does it every year. Every year, literally. This is like this is his day. They should change this to the Brady game. That's what the Super Bowl should be known as going forward. Because <laughs> wins, they might name the Super Bowl MVP after the Brady. They Mitch should. They should. As soon as Tom Brady says he's retiring, that's what they should name the Super Bowl MVP trophy. Plain and simple. Even though Leonard Fournette will win it this year, they should still name it after his teammate, Tom Brady. Two minutes left in the game. Let me put it to you like this. Scotty Miller. I mean, that play is unbelievable. Is Tom Brady in a nutshell. And Just so apart a weak link. two minutes left. Third and 17, he throws the ball down the field. Antonio Brown drops it, or Goodwin, or Evans. Fourth and 17. Ooh, I'll take Tom again. I'll take Tom to Miller. I'll take Tom to Cameron Brait. I'll take Tom to somebody. (laughs) He'll complete it. They'll win the game. You know why you won't? Because Spags will have such the right call. You forget who's the defensive coordinator. don't Don't think that for Brady, there's not a little motivation. Oh, trying to get back at him. I oh, want to get that guy. I realize that it's not it's not Eli over there, or it's, I, I'm not going to say Nick Foles. He got lucky. I'll still say Eli. You don't have Eli over there. There's only one quarterback I would take with two minutes left, and that's Eli Manning, other than Brady. I mean, plain and simple, he's done it. He's done it for 20 freaking years. He keeps on doing it, and he's going to until he t- says, "Hey, guess what? I'm done." I've what seen. I know Patrick Mahomes. Hold on, hold on. I know Patrick Mahomes is amazing. Don't get me wrong. You can't go wrong with either one of these guys. And if even if these two teams were trailing at one point, you never feel like Kansas City's out of it. And you never feel with a Brady-led team. Yes, a Brady-led team. I don't care that, oh, well, Brady can't do it. Well, we've seen him to come back from 25 down against an offense that was statistically better than this Chiefs team. And he rolled off um, 
what was it, 31 straight points to win the Super Bowl against the Falcons. So there's literally no other reason why I would pick somebody else other than Tom Brady. Because there's never been a Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the field. Just I know, like, I understand that, but he is the Michael Jordan of football. No. What? Yes, what Yes, he's what the Kobe and Jordan. Mahomes is the Kobe. There is no weed, and you know that if there's one second left, uh, they're going to get the shot off and make it. You trust those two guys over. Listen, this is how I look at it. LeBron James is Tom Brady, right? Kobe Bryant is Patrick you're, Mahomes. You're, dude, these analogies are – somebody earlier well, you today – so, You say LeBron no, – don't ever say LeBron better than Kobe. You no, know that. Real quick, real quick. On ESPN earlier today, I saw uh, Bradley Beal. You guys know this yeah. guy? Yeah, this guy? yeah absolutely. 25 points in 17 – to start the season, he's had 25-plus points. So, Only so the question on ESPN was, is he uh, the NBA's version of Deshaun Watson? And I looked at that, and I thought, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't what? Think so here's the thing. You is he, the, is he the this – what? Is he the fourth best at his – I don't even know. What, what is the analogy? What does that even mean? He's in a great – yeah, he's a great he's in a great player. Do you want Kobe Bryant taking the last shot or you want LeBron James? Oh, you want the guy who's been in 10 NBA finals who's who makes all the right plays like Brady does? Or you want the guy who's just special and going to make no, the I, shot? I, 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 I want Michael Jordan to take the last shot every <laughs> single time. And that's that's Tell not Mahomes. Hold on. That's all. not Mahomes. That's Brady. Mahomes Mahomes was LeBron James like 15 years ago. Can I tell you something? When I send you guys a text in the group chat and they're down by three and Mahomes is just driving, I'm just going to send a smiley face to both of you and go, here it comes. It's not going to happen. Hold on. I'll make a deal with you. Oh, Lord. Here we go. The last deal of the football season. Come on. I need it. Let's go. Settle down. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll see where this leads. If. Whoa, whoa, if hold on. You're if, the one who wants to come up with this bet. So don't tell me on. to settle down. I didn't say bet. Yeah, we can did. turn it into one. You did. It's not quite what I said. Here's my thing. If come Monday, you ask me this question again, and Pat Mahomes, with two minutes left, wins that game, I will change my answer, and I'll say that he's the Michael Jordan of the NFL. I'll do do, all that. I think think you should have a bet. Trev, hold on. I want to ask you guys. Do you guys, before we do anything, do you guys expect this game to be close? Do, do you have yeah. our, our hoping yeah. for it? Absolutely. The first game was 27-24. I know that they got out to an early lead, but Tampa, like you said, bounced back, came back, and made that a respectable game. It came down to the wire. If if the Chiefs don't run out almost the entire fourth quarter, I expect this to be a very close game. I expect a field goal or a touchdown game. I would be stunned if one of these teams get blown out. Stunned. I think this is a, a last, last possession wins the game. Yeah. Well, and yeah. you know what? If you think about it, every time these two are facing each other, it's come, pretty much come down to the line. Oh, even, even the first time Mahomes played, it was a close game. Okay, so let's get into it. We're going to do Super Bowl MVP. We're doing our picks, and we're going to have our score. Ted, give me the score. Give me your MVP. And who is leading? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Is it TB12 reclaiming his throne, or does the baby go? Go for the repeat. I I wanted to say this before I say. Uh, I know I do this all the time, but let me stay consistent to who I am. Either way, I have no hard feelings of whoever wins or loses. I I have if Brady and the Bucks win, 
more power to them and congratulations for Brady and that team to do everything they did to put this team together because they had to take so much from the outside and put the puzzle together. And then for the Chiefs to be able to run it back-to-back is remarkable because like Joe said earlier in the show, the stretch that the last time it's done, almost 17 years, is remarkable that we haven't seen it because, you know, there has been teams, Denver, Seattle, the you know, just Patriots multiple times. But with that being said, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be a repeat. You are going to have the Chiefs win because they have the best player on the field, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And listen, I might be wrong. So be it. At the end of the day, I can live with that as long yeah, as the Giants, as long, as long as the Giants are not losing the game. I believe the Chiefs. Listen, there's going to be a field goal or two in this game. Someone's going to have, someone's going to miss it or something. But I still think Chiefs win 38-34. And if if that's the score, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. It always falls into the quarterback. I'll be shocked if it's a defensive thing, defensive guy. And the only way it would be would be, and if it was going to be a defensive guy, would be Tyron Matthew. Okay. But I think Patrick Mahomes would be is going to be the MVP. He's going to be saying, I'm going to Disney World, and they're going to have a repeat champion, and Brady's going to walk off and go, guess what? I'll see you next year. Joseph? I've got Tampa Bay winning this game 38-33. And as I mentioned earlier, I think Leonard Fournette is talking about reclaiming his status in the NFL. I mean, I think everybody sort of kicked this guy to the side. I think we forgot how good Leonard Fournette is. As I said yesterday, this will be the freshest guy on the football field. The most underutilized superstar on the field is Leonard Fournette. Couldn't ask for a better situation, especially, you know, alternating in and out with with Ronald Jones. I I really like the the ground game here for Tampa. I and I and I think it's gonna be the difference maker. And I think now you see why. Can I just say, could you imagine if the Bucks won and Antonio Brown was the MVP? Oh my God. That'd be a slap in the face of the NFL. Sorry, go ahead, Trev. All right. So I'm gonna give you a quick stat before I get into my thing. So the last four wild card teams to make the Super Bowl. Three of them, I'll give you. 05 Steelers, you know how that happened. One. The 07 Giants, win. The 2010 Packers, win. Let's make it a perfect four for four. I'm going with TB12 and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31 to 27. And my MVP is going to be, since I'm a defense alignment, I'm giving a little love today. Shaq Barrett will be the MVP of Super Bowl 55. He's leading the postseason right now with three sacks. This team overall is leading the postseason with seven sacks. And Shaq Barrett is due for a big contract. Well, it's a perfect way to get a massive contract by winning the Super Bowl MVP and emerging as one of the best pass rushers in the game. I expect this game, like we said, two minutes left, Whoever has the ball last pretty much, I think, is going to win this game. That's how it's going to come down. All I know is this game is going to be a classic. This defensive line is going to get after Patrick Mahomes. I cannot wait to see that matchup. I can't wait to see how Remmers and Wiley handle that pressure. It's going to be fun. You got two of the greats, all-time greats playing. It's in Tampa. You're going to have the weekend playing at, ha- at halftime. I can't, I'm looking forward to that. I don't usually get a, um, into the Super Bowl halftime show, but I like the weekend, Joe. You got to test them out. You got to check them out. But like I said, Andy Reid's going for number two. We'll be talking. We're going to come back Monday. We will have a show on Monday to discuss everything that happened on Super Bowl 55. I cannot wait for it. 
we made it here, ladies and gentlemen. We never thought we would, but we have gotten to February 7th, and there will be a new champion, or maybe I should say Wait, maybe Joe, a new champion. Oh, Joe, was that a ponytail? Yes. Was that a ponytail? <laughs> it is. And, and Trev, hold on, one last question. Hey, Joe. Where is your excitement level on this game? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta know. Where is the excitement? Is it, is it higher now? Did I get a little? It's. I'm at a seven. Okay, I'm a little more excited about it. I'm, I'm a little more excited about it. He'll be jumping that chip in, and he'll be like, "Let's go, baby." I was just gonna say, you know what? That first bite of chicken parm ought to get me right up to a ten. Oh, weather's feeling. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> just order, Joe. All you got to do is order two of those. Just order them. that. It'll be good for the night. Yeah. Oh, no. No kidding. All in all, I can't wait for this. We have made it here after a year that we never thought would happen. The unthinkable, but the NFL has made it. We will have a Super Bowl champ, whether it's a repeat or the king reclaiming his throne once again. I cannot wait for Sunday. I know all three of us are looking forward to it. We'll be back Monday to discuss who's going to be. Super Bowl 55 champs, the Buccaneers, the Chiefs, the countdown awaits, ladies and gentlemen. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys of the City, as well as Clovercrest Media, including Twitch. So subscribe, comment, share, or like. Clovercrest Media presents Keys of the City. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, people. We are out. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.